Welcome to the Taz Show, ladies and germs. As the old expression goes, I am Taz. I appreciate you guys uh, jumping on here, checking out this edition of the Taz Show, which is going to be a very fun, fantasy kind of filled edition. I think you guys are going to like this. Um, I'll get into that in a second. First, I want to thank everybody, like I said, downloading this right now, either on iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn or Radio.com, wherever you're doing it. Much appreciated. Thank you for the love and the support. Uh, so uh, it's much, much appreciated. So, um, you know, and also want to thank everybody for all the downloads and the hype and the retweets and and, and uh, likes and stuff on favorite on fa- uh, Facebook, I should say, about the podcast that was dropped early in the week about ECW, if ECW was still alive and stuff like that. So that got like a ton of buzz and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a little bit... Uh, Drip in the throat thing again with these allergies So I'm almost done with the trees blooming So I'll be better My voice will sound beautiful as always Maybe not in this complete episode But I'll get there So uh, <laughs> in the next podcast But So that ECW If It Was Still Alive podcast Was very successful And I want to thank everybody um, That downloaded it Or spread the word about it and it's Which which is very cool So you know um this is a, a, a kind of a similar, not similar, it's um, in the same vein, in essence, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, as far as the word alive goes, um, imagine, uh, or what if, like Monday Night Wars was still alive. You know, I put a graphic on a Facebook page. And a bunch of people um, had a lot of comments about it. You know, if the Monday Night Wars are still alive, you know, WCW versus WWE or F at the time. Imagine, imagine if that was in uh, 2018, you know, what would it be like? What would happen? How would it feel? Would it be just as good? Would it suck? Would it would it be different? Which it would be, obviously. Would it be cool? Would it not be cool? You know, there's a zillion questions to ask, uh, but the main question is, what if? What if that happened? What if WCW was still around, and what if uh, they were still nip and tuck, and what if it was still a battle on Monday nights? The question that I love to ask, you know, what if that? What if that was the case? What would it be like? What would happen? Um, you know, a lot of people. Uh, with the comments that they made and I, I'll read a couple of them in a little bit here on, on this podcast And then later on in this podcast I'm going to give you a little fantasy booking I'm going to give you what my rosters would be uh-huh. um, Not the full complete rosters But probably Let's just say the, you know Probably 10 to 15 talents For WWE and WCW If the Monday Night Wars are still going on And you guys could hit me up On Twitter or Facebook And give me yours if you want But 
once you get done hearing this. But I'll get into that later on as far as the Rosses. That's going to be fun. That's going to be, I think, a pretty cool listen. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to talking about that here in this particular episode of the Taz Show. So, you know, what made the Monday Night Wars so special back in the day, you know, in the uh, mid-90s to late-90s, early 2000s, whatever you want to call it. So there were a lot of different things that made it special. Um, was it lightning in a bottle? Mm, probably because the timing and timing's everything in the business. Timing's almost everything in life, right? And the timing of it was perfect. Where Eric Bischoff was heading up WCW and they had a lot of money and they were spending a lot of money and they were, you know, kicking ass and taking names and had big time penetration on Turner Networks and 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 it was just cooking on all cylinders. And WWE, or let's just call them WWE for now, not WWF, but WWE at that time was getting their asses kicked. They were not in a great way, and they were talent jumping left and right, and, you know, you never knew who was going to leave. You know, you never knew who, and that's how the NWO started, and, you know, then we remember the famous thing with Medusa when she dropped the belt on WCW TV and all this stuff. And I'll tell you, real quick, just a sidebar, I remember during my time in uh, TNA and working with my man Mike Tenay, who did so much announcing and and play-by-play, and at times color commentary, too, for WCW, and and all the years he worked um, with the company and worked closely with Eric Bischoff and these guys over there, and... uh, down in WCW, and <clears throat> I mean, I, I I wish I could share all the stories that Mike Tenay's told me, because some I can't share, <laughs> and I won't, but it was riveting. I would sit there, you know, we're show prepping for the call TNA, Mike and I, uh, which you guys know I loved working with Mike, and I would sit there with him, and at times he would just, I would tell ECW stories, and then, you know, later on he would tell, you know, stories about Nitro, and I was all ears, and I felt like we did this before almost every TV. It was organic, you know, we didn't sit there and plan, like, hey, let's grab lunch, Taz, and let's get a hero, and or a sub, and talk about ECW. W and WCW. That's not, it wasn't planned. It just would happen organically. But I got to tell you, some of the stuff that Mike Tenet told me uh, for so long was, was awesome stuff. Some great stories. I almost felt like I was in WCW. So I feel like, you know, um, I, I know a lot of the backstory. Um, I wasn't there. I didn't live it. Um, I was in my prime at that time. And I was in that little company called ECW. So while all this whole Monday Night War stuff was going on, <laughs> excuse me, I a little water here. Um, while all the stuff was going on with, you know, WCW and WWE and Monday Night Wars, ECW was, we were just doing our thing, you know, and, and doing our thing. And we were like in the background while these two big monsters were in a fist fight and we were like this little monster kind of watching doing our thing, you know, so that's kind of what it was like. And we didn't work on Mondays 99.9% of the time as far as ECW. So shoot, man, I would just sit home and, and watch it. Like a lot of the guys and girls did from, from EC dub back in the day, you just sit home and watch it, you know I mean? And it was fun. I was a fan. I was a fan watching talent jump in, watching the edgy booking and, and, and the R rated booking that both companies were doing at that time <laughs> in regards to edginess. And, um, like I said, seeing some, some of the older guys jump over to WCW and how Eric Bischoff was a mastermind and stuff he was doing and how Vince McMahon was trying to, uh, um, 
you know, rally up the troops and get rolling and get back to being the primo number one company. And he was just getting pummeled. And and Vince will tell you the story himself. But, you know, obviously we know the end of the story. Who won? Vince won. But um, it... it um, could it happen today, right? So that's kind of the convo here, right? Could it happen today? Um, but, you know, it could happen today. I mean, it definitely could happen today. You need money. Uh, would it be called WCW? Probably not, but you could have someone rival. I mean, WWE, I don't think it'll ever get to the point of this level that WCW had more money and power and TV penetration than WWE, but... Like for example, look at the noise that Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks are making with, with All In. With this, this is going to be the biggest independent show of all time in Chicago. You know, down the road here in a few months. So, this thing is is really cranking up to be something huge. And I'll do a podcast discussing it very soon here. But um, um, and give you my thoughts and opinions about it. And and I'm I'm all in for those guys. I hope they just do great. And and I think they're going to because they're motivated. Um, but I'll, that's not what this is about right now. But anyway, just look at that. Just imagine. Imagine if someone from heavy-duty financial, heavy-duty financial, you know, I'm talking about big millions and millions of dollars, was behind something like that. And they got a legitimate TV deal. I mean, a legitimate major TV deal every week, like a real deal. Uh, and it was on Monday nights. Well, before you know it, I mean, it could be a Monday night war. I mean, you never know. I'm just saying stranger things have happened. I strongly doubt that will happen. I hope it happens. It's good for wrestlers in general and wrestling announcers and referees. <laughs> but I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, so that's definitely some fantasy thinking, right? I guess you would call that. <laughs> but but um, some people on the Facebook deal were saying, well, it could never happen because... Um, you know, what made that so special was that, you know, you never, it was riveting television because you didn't know who was going to leave WWE TV to end up and who would just pop up on Monday nights on WCW. And I remember Eric Bischoff and, and WCW, they were on like an hour early, I believe. I think it was 8 p.m. and then Raw came on at 9. I think that's how it was for a while. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. And I remember there were times where Eric would, a lot of you guys know this. Spoil what was coming up on Raw, you know, like that kind of thing, which is stiff, man. But um, yeah, so it was very dirty business, and they they played nasty. They they both did both sides. Um, yeah, it wouldn't probably wouldn't be that heavy and that deep, but um, and that personal. But shoot, man, you could have talent jumping. There's there's plenty of older talent that could jump. Could you imagine if WCW was around or kicked back up? Could you imagine that? And, and, and you know, next thing you know, a guy like John Cena jumps and a guy like Randy Orton jumps. It's the same concept, right? It's the same concept. And, I, and I'll get into my rosters, like I said later on, in this podcast here, in this episode you're listening to. So just, you know, hang on. But, um, you know, uh, some people... Also feel like, which this is, I'm from this elk, where I feel like WWE needs that kick in the ass. WWE is trying not to be complacent. Um, and by the way, this whole thing, if this would have happened, this would completely destroy and kill this brand split. There's no need for it. It's all hands on deck. And it's a real fight. You know, so there'd be no brand split <clears throat> and all that kind of jazz. Um, but 
you know, I, I am from that elk, like I said, of that WWE does need a little motivation. And if they had someone breathing down their throat, I think it would really, not that the people who write the show and produce the show and the wrestlers at WWE, as you guys know, I'm a, I respect them all and I believe in how hard they all work and I know that's the truth and they put the best effort out there. But you know what? You know, when you have someone breathing down your neck, it really destroys any uh, any area of complacency and makes you get motivated because you're threatened. You're threatened. And, you know, and I believe in that where that makes you better and and um um and I think that's what would happen with WWE um you know and I do think they need that right now they're creating their own competition WWE Right? That's what they do, guys. You guys know this. I mean, that's why they're doing the brand slip with Raw vs. SmackDown. <laughs> that's why they keep NXT as something separate. And, yeah, you know, you have the feel of their farm system, but it is a separate brand, you know. And, and they've done the, the best job they can as far as creating their own competition. Because, in essence, Vince bought all of his competition, you know. So, so he has to do this, you know. Um, but if this were to happen... Again, fantasy booking and pretend in, in the in the what if world, you know, it, it would definitely light a fire, I believe, creatively under the WWE, for sure. You know, it definitely was. And there, there's a fire under the talent. They're all working hard. They have to. You know, that that's how they get paid, and that's how they get paid different type of monies. And without getting into detail, so you're motivated uh, th- financially, and because you want to keep your push, and because you're competitive. Um, you know, yeah, like just, I'm just checking out Facebook at, uh, facebook.com slash the Taz show after we put up the, um, the graphic, uh, Daniel Renner, he says, uh, WWE would finally have some competition and also have to get out of the PG era, not go as far as the attitude era, but somewhere in between. Uh, thank you, Daniel. Well, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that. Listen, the whole thing, a lot of people uh, feel like the PG thing, ah, it'd be too PG, they can't do it now, it's a PG era, and uh, yeah, you're right, guys, it is, we live in a different time now than the 90s, that doesn't, that doesn't mean this Monday Night War thing can't happen, but we do live in a different time, yeah, and if you want to make major money and you want a wrestling company, you are you are subject to doing what the network wants you to do, the TV network. Even though Vince owns his own online network, he doesn't own a broadcast or cable TV network. <laughs> That's why he's on USA. <laughs> so they're paying him a ton of money, and, and he's earning it. His company's earning it, and he's earning it. But, you know... You can't put on too much risque, rated R type content for sure. So I agree with a lot of people, including Daniel, where, yeah, for sure, you got to get more creative um, for sure. But uh, I don't think it has to be R rated booking. I don't think it has to be like it used to be back then. Yeah, sure, that was cool to watch. That's still, uh, you still could book in an edgy form. You still could maybe bring in a little blood. You could still do that a little bit, maybe later at night, and maybe get, let the network let you squeeze that by. You, you could still, uh, like I said before, have talent jumping where, where a guy jumps and leaves or whatever, and it's like, whoa, what the hell happened? And it's a, a legit shoot. That could still happen. I mean, all that could happen. Yeah, but the PG thing, I get it. I totally get it, and, and I get, I, I agree with it, but, but it doesn't have to be. 
that it's R-rated style booking. You know what I mean? It really, it just doesn't have to be. I mean, I know that's what made some of that cool back then, um, but it, it just doesn't, it really just doesn't have to. Uh, John Scott Karen says, something needs to happen at WWE. It's on. It's so unwatchable. Well, I mean, again, different topic. I don't, I don't know if WWE's unwatchable. I mean, it is a little bit of a, a hamster wheel where it's redundant and the booking's redundant. I feel like the past, I don't know, four or five Raws, they've kicked it off with Roman Reigns' music and entrance, and he comes out. So I do get that, but I don't think it's... Um, uh, I don't think it's unwatchable. I wouldn't say that, but but I, I understand. I appreciate you commenting. But um, but yeah, to, to his point, what he's saying is it needs uh, it needs a kick in the ass. It needs something to get them motivated, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, Matthew Pleasant Grove Dominguez. He says with today's roster, wouldn't be the same. There will always be uh, there will always be one. In 2001 so yeah I understand what you're saying Matt but yeah you, you, you people like yourself talk about um, uh, you know the um, how how that roster was then right how that roster was then and how it wouldn't be the same I disagree and and because there's so much great talent in the WWE, in NXT, on the independent scene, yeah, there, there's, if you did this and somebody owned WCW or another company and had a TV uh, show, a TV program against Raw Mondays, with the independent talent that's out there, and if you had real money where you can get when talents, contracts are ending in WWE, and you can get them to jump ship, or if there's out clauses or something like that, I mean, you know, right now, guys, you got to understand something. Just, just real quick, just let me just say this, like, you know, they, they, the talent, they, they, it's, they're in a tough spot, the wrestlers. They're, I'm going to tell you what you're not going to hear on the WWE Network. I'm just going to be real up here. You know, there is no, um, there's really not a lot of leverage. What's your leverage if you're a wrestler? You know, I've talked about this a long time ago here on the Taz show when I was daily. You know, what, what's, your, what, what's the leverage for the talent? There's not much. You know, I mean, there's not much because there's... Okay, great. If a guy or girl leaves and has maybe a, a deal with New Japan or says to hell with it, you know, I'm going to just work indies and get over. Look, not everybody has the talent and the business acumen and, and, and the, the ability that a Cody Rhodes does. Cody Rhodes did that. Cody Rhodes knew he was going to succeed. He put those tweets out there. I remember right, right before, you know, he blew up on the indie scene. He had a game plan and a structure and he hit a grand slam and he's still hitting grand slam. So again, we're getting Cody down the road but <laughs> what i'm saying is you know not all wrestlers have that mindset no disrespect to nobody but cody grew up in a business you know from his brother and of course to his dad the late great dusty road so this kid i call him a kid because i'm a little bit older than him but he's not a kid he's a man cody is extremely intelligent to the industry and knows what he's doing hence how and why and again i said i wouldn't get here talking about cody too much but i have to because I'm talking about leverage for wrestlers when they leave. You know, not everybody can do what Cody did. You know, he had a vision. He has contacts. He has a brain. He had motivation. He had a giant chip on his shoulder and a plethora of other things that helped him get over like he's doing besides an amazing work ethic uh, and great vision. So, you know, uh, don't, don't be afraid to tell Cody I put him over because he's my man. You know that. Uh, actually, he was on one of the live reactions I did on CBS Sports Radio a while back. I don't remember. It was WrestleMania, what it was. And uh, W. 
WFAN and all the radio broadcast stations, and Cody was a live guest on. I remember that, and it was cool. That was kind of right after he left WWE. I just don't know. It might have been WrestleMania. I can't recall, but I digress. Um, but, yeah, so not everybody has that kind of – you know, that vision and ability that Cody did to just leave WWE and get over huge and make tons of money on the indies and, and, and build their brand bigger, you know, bigger than WWE built his brand. Because that's straight up what happened. You know what I mean? So ain't no doubt about it. You know, ain't no doubt about it. It's hard to do that right there. So point in in long form, what I'm saying is it's tough because there's no leverage for the talent. Um, so when someone says, well, it wouldn't be the same because, you know, it's a different roster now. and all that, well, It don't matter. Wrestlers are wrestlers. Don't matter what you're telling me. Like I said, John Cena. John Cena jumps from WWE to WCW or, or some other company that's competing against Vince on Monday nights. That's not going to be riveting TV to watch that new WCW with John Cena there in his first opening promo. You kidding me? You all be tuning in. Don't, don't BS me. You know, <laughs> you know, if Randy Orton does that, you guys all be tuning in in a heartbeat. So yeah, no, no doubt. I, and like I said, I'll get into the rosters a little while, and I'll even give you the announced teams that I would have for WWE and WCW. So again, fantasy book and city on that deal. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do think that anybody who feels like this wouldn't, um, this wouldn't, you know, uh, work because it's a different roster, I disagree. Also, if anybody thinks that, hey, it's because they can't do R-rated stuff on TV, you're right, they can't for the most part, but I don't agree with that either. You don't need to. The talent's good enough. The writers are creative enough. It's all good. You don't have to do that. You really don't. Um, the other thing that... Um, I'm trying to find, there was a couple of people that mentioned this, and I thought of this right away too, and then I saw some people saying it. Uh, it's... Um, the social media world now, as opposed to years ago, that that could definitely um, affect the you know things. Yeah, if if but if both shows are live, how much could it really affect? Um, except for the fact it'll stooge off that someone jumped. I get it. Um, that that's the part that if, even if live or not, that's the part it could affect. But there's still ways to keep things quiet. We've seen people recently debut, uh, you know, re-debut in WWE, and where it was kept quiet and it shocked a lot of people. If memory serves me correct, as of recent, Bobby Lashley, I think. I mean, there was some scuttlebutt about him showing up, but but then he popped up, uh, and uh, and I think a lot of people were surprised. I mean, I you know me, I don't read dirt sheets and stuff, so I could be wrong on that. But I, I I think I might be right If I tell myself enough that I'm right I'll definitely believe myself So, um, But anyway, so I'll, I'll, like I said When we come back from break a little bit I'll, I'll get into talking about the rosters And what I, uh, what's the right way to go with that But right now I gotta let you guys know about Support for the Taz Show comes directly from my friends At Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans See, they understand that the home plays a very big role In your life and your family That's why they created Rocket Mortgage And Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence that you need When it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan And as you guys know Rocket Mortgage with its trusted partners Allows you to share your financial information uh, with a touch of a button via Rocket Mortgage. So, uh, in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you and or your family. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. 
To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. A little rocket mortgage actions. Yeah, so there you go. So I'm going to go to break. Like I said, I'm going to go through the rosters. Uh, two rosters. I'm going to give you some roster of WWE, if it was Monday Night Wars, and WCW, if it was Monday Night Wars. Like, who would jump, who wouldn't jump? Um, factions. I have a couple factions. Announced teams. Oh, it's going to be grand. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be fun. Sit tight, Taz Show. back here Taz show and uh, talking about a little 2018 with a question mark Monday Night Wars Jones yeah what would happen what would it be like how crazy would this be so I'm looking forward to getting to the meat of this here in regards to my kind of fantasy booking on the rosters like what I would do in regards to you know who would jump from WWE to WCW who would the announcers be how about the uh, factions? Which females would jump? Female talent. That kind of thing. Well, not just jump, be in the company uh, or said company or one of the companies. So it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, again, like I said, it's a fun topic. And um, and feel free, if you want to send along to me um, any, you know, suggestions. I mean, if you hit me with, like, 15 names for WWE and 15 names for WCW, that's going to be a little tough to read. I mean, you could do it if you want to do, like, a little attachment gimmick and you, and you tweet it. I I, I We'll try to read most um, if I can and react if I can, uh, but it's kind of hard, you know. So, <laughs> but if you want, uh, I, I'll try to check them out and and uh, for sure. So, if you want to do that, that'd be awesome. I mean, I'm not trying to be a douche. I'm just being honest. I'm just, you know, if I could do it and read it, I will. I promise. I promise. Oh, I promise. So, uh, so that's the deal. Um, all right, so who would jump, who wouldn't jump, right? Um, what makes sense? Who would be the top talent, you know, for, uh, you know, for certain companies? Who would, you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's so many different ways to go. And again, this is just my opinion, how it would be done, okay? Uh, all right, so obviously with WWE, what I would, what I would like to see, if, if I was booking this whole thing, I'd love to see. Certain people stay in WWE. So the roster I have for WWE, I would love to see Roman Reigns, Dean, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan all stay with WWE. Ronda Rousey stays with WWE. Kurt Angle, Sasha Banks, No Way Jose all stay WWE. Nia Jax, Matt Hardy, yes, stays with WWE. Ember Moon stays with WWE. And Oscar Bobby Roode also. Um, and I'll get into reasons on several of them, not all of them. Elias, I was torn with Elias, uh, I, you know, but I think that he would stay. I would have him stay with WWE. Um, Harper and Rowan also. Now, uh, that's what I would do there. I'm not going to give any announcers just yet on that. That's how I would do with WWE. Of course, there'd be more talent. I'm just spitting some names at you that I would keep with WWE. Now, as far as, again, we'll call them WCW, but... You know, I was talking about the all-in deal with Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. I mean, 
you could just insert that name if they had a TV deal and just call it all in. But we'll just say WCW because that's who the Monday Night Wars were with, right? So right out of the box, speaking of the guy I talked about in the previous, before the break, and speak the guy I just mentioned was Cody Rhodes. I would have Cody Rhodes flat out. If, if WCW started again, I don't care who owns it. I'd have, I'd have Cody Rhodes as the top guy in WCW, complete top guy, completely. And for some of the things that I mentioned earlier, he has a, and the main thing, he has a giant chip on the shoulder, which when you get a guy or a girl with a chip on their shoulder, that usually leads to successful things happening. And, and Cody's proving that. So I'd have Cody in WCW as the top guy. And I would have him be the leader of a faction. Now, this is not reinventing the wheel this part, but I'm going to give you a couple of concepts in it, okay? Of course, you know what I'm going to say. Young Bucks, the Jacksons, I'd have them in WCW with Cody, rocking and rolling, okay? And and Kenny Omega also, how sick would this be? Again, Monday Night Wars, this would be the WCW side. Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. Here's one for you. Jumping from WWE, none other than Dustin Rhodes. Okay, Gold Dust. Ah, he's the brother of Cody. That's a layup. Okay, that's a layup. F- without a doubt, I would have him right there with his brother in this faction. Okay, I don't have a, I don't have a name yet for this faction, but the faction. Okay, and this would be a big chunk of WCW, just like they did with the NWO. Right, kind of the same feel. It's Monday Night Wars. Right, we're having fun with this. Cody Rhodes. Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Dustin Rhodes, or Gold Dust, jumping from WWE, right? I would do five guys, one girl in the WCW faction. And I'm going to give you the WWE faction in a little bit. I would do five guys and one girl, one female. The female that I would have in the WCW faction with Cody, the Bucks, Omega, and Dustin is none other making a big jump from WWE, Charlotte Flair. I would have Charlotte for sure with this group as the the alpha female, if that even is a real thing. I know there's alpha males. I guess alpha females make sense. I would have her there. Listen, to me, it's a no-brainer with Charlotte going to WCW, okay? It's just the history of her dad, you know, and the history of her dad in WCW and the NWA before that is just, to me, no-brainer Jones. So that's what I would do. I would have Charlotte due to the fact of, so you have two kind of family ties there where Dustin, he jumps, you know, gold dust because Cody and Charlotte because of her dad, you know, because of, of, of his legacy and all the great stuff he's done, Ric Flair, the nature boy, you know, in WCW. So... That's what I would do with that. Now, a couple of names I want to tell you that I also would have in my WCW for the Monday Night Wars. Marty Scroll, Hangman Page. Okay, obviously, the history, the friendship, the brotherhood, okay, with Cody, the Bucks, Omega, all that. I mean, I'd have them right there, right in WCW. Now, jumps, jumps, couple of names, big names, big, big names, jumping. That I'm going to jump right from WC, I'm sorry, WWE into WCW for the Monday Night Wars. Right out of the box there, Finn Balor. Okay, boom, Samoa Joe. Boom, Nakamura. Boom. Okay, 
Kevin Owens. Boom. Those four names right there in WCW. Those are guys that, well, Joe maybe not as much, but Finn, Kevin Owens for sure, Nakamura, all have been victim of the little bit of the silly, screwy uh, booking of, uh, you know, one um, WWE. And the main cat, uh, the main cat, that I would have as far as a jump that's been screwed around with a little bit with the uh, the WWE booking and that'd be AJ Styles. Um, I, I, that's what I would do right there. Kevin Owens, AJ, Nakamura, uh, Joe, Finn, right there. Okay, you, you, you keep Bobby with WWE. Okay, I'll get that in a second. But I would and follow Bouncer Boy. I'm just spitballing some some booking, some creative, and all that kind of jazz. So a um, couple of names I didn't mention yet in regards to the jump. Bray Wyatt, I'd have jumped to WCW uh, for sure. And um, I would have two young ladies come in. Uh, that are not currently with WWE. I don't you know if they're doing stuff for the NXT. I don't know. I haven't watched NXT in a little while. Tessa Blanchard and Santana Garrett, I'd have them both in WCW. Okay, so uh, for sure, I'd have them both in WCW. Now, what I didn't give you was the announcers for each of these brands, and I did not give you the faction for the WWE on this Monday Night War thing. So I'll do the faction first for WWE. Um let me just give it, because I gave you a spit a lot of names. Let me back up. Let me give you the faction names for WCW. I apologize. You guys are sharp. Stay with me. I'll repeat it quickly. Cody Rhodes, Young Bucks. That's three. Omega, four. Dustin Rhodes, Goldust, right? That's five. The female in that faction would be Charlotte Flair, jumping. Okay? WWE faction, I gave you kind of the, the, the main list of names already. The WWE faction would be Roman Reigns. Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, obviously their connection, you know that. Daniel Bryan, and I'm throwing in as my fifth guy on that, Bobby Roode, okay? I just think it adds to something cool if you ever do something with WCW, their click against WWE's click, and you got Roode on the other side. It's a nice little touch. Uh, Roman, Seth, those guys are, uh, well, Roman is a homegrown guy. Seth's not because of his history. Tyler Black and all that. Dean Ambrose, too. His history is not from WWE. And Daniel Bryan, as Brian Danielson, his history is not WWE. But they've had massive pushes for a long time in WWE. So I'm keeping those four cats together along with Bobby Roode. And that's five. The female that I'm putting in that group that I would have, the alpha female in that group would be Asuka. Okay, that's what I would do with that. Um, that's how, yeah, I just think that would click. Now, I also uh, will tell you this. I'll throw a couple of names out there that you could have jump to. Um, Alicia Fox could be someone that you could have jump from WC, from WWE to, to WCW. And a Bally. I could see Bally because they've been a little screwy with the booking on her. Bally jumping. That's some more fantasy booking. Okay? So there's the deal on that. Now, let me hit you with the uh, announced teams. This is pretty interesting. Now, for WWE... It's not going to be earth-shattering. I was tossing back and forth with Michael Cole. Having Cole jump to WCW, I think, would be sick. 
but I I don't think you do it. I think you keep Cole as he's a homegrown guy. He's been there forever, and he's the voice of the company. I'd keep Cole in WWE, and I would keep Corey Graves with him. I would, and you guys know I do not like three-man announce booths, but we're going to have a three-man announce booth in WWE and in WCW. Now, the third guy, I think I'll catch you by a little surprise. So my announced team in WWE would be Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and the third guy would be none other than the game himself, Triple H. I, I think that'd be cool. You know, I think that'd be especially because of the Monday Night Wars. And he, he's a big-time authority figure, obviously, in the company. And you need that as uh, one of the voices on mic for two, three hours during a show while you're fighting WCW with ratings and all this jazz. As far as WCW goes, uh, my voice is cracking like I'm 10. As far as WCW goes, okay, you're going to like my announced teams. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go Mike Tanay. Obviously, his history um, as a broadcaster and with WCW, it's a layup. We haven't seen or heard from Mike in a long time. Uh, that's a shoot. Um, but, you know, you guys are probably not shocked because you know I love Mike, so I, why, why wouldn't I have him as my play-by-play guy in WCW? He's been there, done that with this. Now, the color commentator with Mike Tanay, it would be another jump here. It's a layup, guys. Five times, right? Booker T. I'd have Booker be the color commentator on WCW. All of his huge success and history that Books had with WCW, to me, it is a layup, as they call it. The third man in the booth for WCW announced team is, well, <laughs> you want an authority figure? Well, I gave you Triple H and WWE. Eric Bischoff with WCW. <clears throat> Obviously, <clears throat> he would be involved in a power position with WCW if the Monday Night Wars started again. <clears throat> and <clears throat> Eric's history in the industry, he started up in AWA as a play-by-play announcer and ringside interviewer. So, and you know, he's done this for a long time. He knows how to be a broadcaster. So I think it makes sense. So my announced teams is WWE, Michael Cole, Corey Graves, Triple H, and my WCW announced teams is Mike Tenay, Booker T, and Eric Bischoff. So if you think about what I'm telling you here, right, just, just having fun and spitballing some fantasy stuff and stuff like that. Now, there's a ton of other independent wrestlers I didn't name or get into, and this could evolve into other things too. So, I mean, I'm just giving you some stuff. I'm not going to go through a litany of you know, 30 people on each roster, but you know, this is fun, what I'm telling you, and, I, and hopefully a lot of you, you people will, will enjoy this. Um, but I, I humbly say I think this sounds exciting already just by me discussing it with you guys, right? If you think about it, I'm not, you know, if this were to happen, I do think it could work. The key thing, like everything else in our world, is money, right? You need money, and you need TV, and you need the talent. The talent's there, guys. So, like I said, anybody who's saying on Facebook or wherever, ah, you don't have the guys. Yeah, you don't have, you know, you don't have the, you don't have Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and, and X-Pac, and you don't have Hulk Hogan and. You don't have uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and, and yeah, no, I know that you don't have Mick Foley. You don't, you don't have the Undertaker, uh, the Rock. I know, you know, I, I'm not naming any of those guys because it's a different world now. It's a young man's industry, a young woman's industry. So you know, you don't need to do that right now. You gotta put your creative cap on and think of the current talent and utilize some of the older talent. And why I mentioned certain names that would be jumping ship, you know. So I don't know. It's uh, it's just uh, it's. 
an interesting conversation, and and, uh, and maybe we can go on and do a little further. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. I mean, I, this this definitely is a buzzworthy conversation, and I hope you guys enjoyed uh, enjoyed this edition of the show because uh, I, I do think it's a fun convo. So, and I appreciate you guys, you know, listen to me, let me talk to you for a little bit, and let me deal with my raspy voice. And thank you for all the support every morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Radio with Taz and the Moose, where we don't just talk sports today, guys. We have a lot of fun, a lot of jocularity. So if you miss a lot of the original, a lot of the goofy stuff and fun stuff I did on the Taz show and we're daily with live video streaming, for those of you that jumped over the Taz and the Moose, you guys hear that same kind of jocularity and goofing around and my insane imagination. So, <laughs> you know, and we have a lot of cast of characters from Mikey B running, uh, producing and, and Pete the Body is the board op. It's not just sports stuff. And, and, and so Moose and I are having a lot of fun doing our thing. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast uh, of the Taz Show and... The new Monday Night Wars, if it would have happened. Uh, we'll see. All right, guys, look, I'm Taz, you're not adios. Today's with no grades, we ordered the kids' meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where.